0: Well, are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, Thecla, Ancient Greece's Forgotten Philosopher. Your teacher is Dr. Uh, Laval Norman, from, Dr. Dawn Laval Norman from the Institute for Religion and Critical Inquiry at the Australian Catholic University. And she joins us here on Drive Dawn. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. Hi. Yeah, who was Thekla? So, Thecla is someone that most of us have never heard of yet. In her time, it seems like she was a figure at least as popular as the Virgin Mary. Her, the name Thecla was one of the most popular girl's names in Egypt in the fifth century. We have lots of different writings about Thecla, lots of artistic representations of her. Uh, but somehow, she's sort of dropped out of the story, and it's someone that we don't think about very much anymore. She, mm. was a, she was a character from the first century of our era, a follower of the Apostle Paul, and therefore in the realm of kind of the early Christian, the very first kind of generation of Christians. But in the later tradition, she's celebrated as a great philosopher that inspired many women to live the life of the mind. So yeah. her characterization kind of changes over time.
0: Which is so interesting, isn't it? As if uh, she's almost serving whichever age uh, wants to read about her. Let's go mm-hmm. back to the beginning, though. There's, there's a, a popular... <clears throat> A uh, book, I suppose, called The Acts of Paul and, and Thecla.
1: Exactly. So you might know about The Acts of the Apostles as one of the books in the New Testament, but there were lots and lots of ty- types of texts written that were called acts, which were story, popular stories of the travels of apostles throughout all over the world, um, spreading the story of Jesus. And they're meant to be really entertaining they were akin to the ancient novel, and they are quite entertaining when you read them now. It's full of weird and wonderful stories like talking animals and freak accidents and changes of hearts and the raising of the dead and near-death experiences, and it's all quite exciting. But so the Axapon Thecla* Thecla is, is one of these kind of gripping ancient novels that was incredibly popular, and people all over the Mediterranean read it and cited it and talked about it.
0: These are partly stories of of, of a martyr, I suppose, uh, but a martyr who who somehow avoids martyrdom. In the the first act of the story, she's condemned to public execution, isn't she?
1: Yeah, she is. So the wonderful thing about Thecla is we're kind of. Brought into her story when Paul enters her city. And Paul comes into her city and comes to the house next to where she lives and starts preaching. And she's inside of her house, like the good daughter she is, but she can hear Paul preaching through the window. And she has this conversion, this change of heart, and is captivated by her story. Now, when we first see Thecla, she's in the middle of a, of a rather intense family situation. She lives uh, in a house with her mother. We never hear anything about her father. And she's engaged to be married. And her name, Thecla, is actually a version of her mother's name her mother's name is Thea Clea, and Thecla is just a shortened form so in some sense she's you know her mother junior uh, when she starts following Paul her mom and her fiance decide that this is unacceptable and she needs to die so actually they get her condemned to be burned in the middle of a theater but a rainstorm comes and her life is miraculously preserved she leaves and then she changes her dress to look more like a man and she goes to follow Paul
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Then there's a second chapter, which is interesting in a different way. For a start, the the escape from death is even more dramatic. But also, this is a story, and this becomes important in in, in the way she's regarded by history. She goes to a second family, a, a found family, if you will.
1: Exactly. So, at first, the first setting with her family in Antioch, they are not for her new her new way of life that she is chosen. They are they're kind of confronting influences on her. But when she goes to this new city following Antioch, she has a kind of kerfuffle right away, and she's imprisoned. But they, she's put into the care of a very rich and powerful woman in town named Trephina. And this woman has had a daughter who's recently died. And Trafinda decides to take on Thecla sort of as an adopted daughter. So she becomes part of this new family uh, and she gets welcomed at a new, as a new daughter. And then, of course, she gets attempt, they attempt to execute her once again. And it's much more graphic than the former attempt. Instead of just being burned to death, she's put into the middle of this animal spectacle that's being put on for the entertainment of the city. So first she enters riding in on a lioness and then they put some beasts to try to attack her and kill her, but that doesn't work. She saves herself by jumping into a pool of man-eating seals, saying, I baptize myself, and jumps in. They all die. The seals die. And finally, out of frustration, they decide to tie each of her legs to a bowl, and they set the – they put some fire on the bull's um, genitals and, so that they start running in opposite directions in the hope of tearing her in two. But the ropes break and she's miraculously saved once again. Uh,
0: very dramatic <laughs> stories. Um, and yeah. For you, though, the, 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 a couple of significant things. One, this idea of a found family becomes very yeah. significant. Uh, the, the other thing for you is it's a very female-driven story in a way that's quite unusual.
1: Yeah, exactly. So th- many of the acts do feel um, have female protagonists, but not in such a central and powerful way. And Thecla really takes over this story that's supposed to be about Paul. Suddenly, it definitely becomes about Thecla, and she's the star and she's the hero. And I like to think of this as an important one of the reasons that becomes so interesting to other people and one of the reasons they love her and want to imitate her is both her kind of her power and her, her ability to preach but also this idea that if your fa- your family of origin rejects you you can kind of create new family structures a new found family so I term of found family is something that comes from uh, kind of TV research, and the, one of the it's one of the tropes in TV literature. So you can think of a Snow White, for instance, and the Seven Dwarfs as being a found family. It's like a family that begins the narrative. So it's it's the importance of ch- a family of choice instead of your original blood-related family. And Thekla kind of became a patron of these in her reception and her history.
0: Which can become things like women's monasteries, of course, women's yeah, communities exactly. in, in, in various forms. In, in later versions of the story, she becomes much more of a philosopher, doesn't she? There's almost versions of, of, of um, Socrates' symposium but featuring her. Yes,
1: Abso- yes absolutely. And these are, this is where the rubber hits the road for me and why I find her interesting, because I'm interested in ancient female philosophers. And in her first versions of her story, she's not a philosopher at all. She's just a, a, a really courageous... Woman who is willing to kind of stand up for what she believes in, but she doesn't teach anyone with long speeches. She wasn't educated or anything like that. But about a 100 years after the acts of Paul and Thecla, there was a, a, a new writer, Methodius of Olympus, who rewrote her as a character in a philosophical dialogue where she sort of takes on the role, yeah, of Socrates or of a philosophical teacher. And then, um, and she has all this new knowledge that she didn't have before. She knows about astronomy. She's educating the liberal arts. She has this new persona. And one of the reasons she has this new persona is because Methodius was writing this for a circle of educated women that he was friends with who wanted their new saint, their saint to reflect mm. who they were as well.
0: They, they celebrate her sister in, in, a, in a later version of the story. She becomes a, a philosopher too.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, it's not quite her sister, but it's a person that's named after her. So this is in Gregory's life of his sister, Macrina. And he says his sister, when sh- when his mother was pregnant with his sister, his mother had a vision that said, you should name your daughter Thecla. So she doesn't actually name her daughter Thecla. She names her daughter Macrina after her grandmother, but her secret family name was Thecla. And this was a sign that she was going to kind of take on this persona as a, as a philosopher.
0: Uh, the importance of, of women's freedom, of women supporting each other, the woman-centric texts uh, over the centuries uh, featuring Thekla, the uh, ancient Greece's forgotten philosopher. Dawn, thank you so much for the lesson. Thank you. There's uh, Dr. Dawn Laval-Norman from the Institute for Religion and Critical Inquiry at the Australian Catholic University. You can listen again to Dawn's lesson, of course, online at abc.net.au slash sydney. There you also find past episodes of the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast. Next week, a lesson from Dr Vanessa Parotta, wildlife scientist at Macquarie University. Her topic, dolphins, in Sydney Harbour, no less. That's Self-Improvement Wednesday next week.